Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up? Kidding. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, CJ, who is working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean. Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News and Rogue News on every single podcasting app. Known to humanity, we're everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. With that being said, good morning, Siege. How are you? Yo, uh, doing great, man. Happy, what is it already? January the 3rd. Uh, this year. This year's up and moving. Today's the day we are all back to work. We are back at it. It is business as usual. And the grind begins for 2023. I'm excited. To begin. The hustle. The hustle. Yep. This yeah, year also, is the year. A huge shout out. Last couple days, I think since like the weekend, a lot of requests to join the Discord, so want to want to welcome all those that that, that joined, and uh, appreciate the the thank you messages and, and and joining and and I anticipate V as we enter 2023 and uh, what could be uh, one of the years that probably has the most turmoil in regards to all the legacy, the status quo things that are happening. More and more people will start to turn to rogue who yeah. continuously be we're always just way ahead of the curve way ahead of it often imitated never duplicated and we're always ahead of the curve man um for anybody else i mean look here there's no hysteria just straight up analysis and some very very valuable opinions as well um so you know we're definitely excited to 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 be here and to really lay it out as we as we narrate the collapse of the third world, you know, and the third world, I'm not talking about, you know, someplace out in Southeast Asia or something like that. I'm talking about right here in the Western world. Uh, we're ba basically pulling the, the wool. We're pulling the wool off the people's eyes. We're pulling back the curtain and we're showing how naked and exposed the Wizard of Oz truly is, Siege. Indeed, indeed. And I think more people are becoming comfortable with that, that the narrative that's been painted, the narrative that's been presented the past 50 years plus was just a fallacy, that nothing was presented yeah. on the surface is, is real, V. Exactly correct, man. You know, uh, yesterday there was a beautiful, 
Well, we all know about with the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians had a depot, a military depot in Donbass region. That's a big no-no. And uh, we'll get into that later today. But it, it, I, I don't know if you have the, the missile strike, the Russia's response. Did you have that on the article list or yes or no? I did not have the okay, Russia perfect. response. But if you have it ready to go, tee it up. But uh... yeah, yeah, what we'll do is this. Let, let's go down the list and we get to the Russia topic. Then I'll tee up Russia's response for that. That'll make more sense. Well, I say I say we just go ahead and, and jump okay. into that that whole beginning in regards to what took place that, again, this was uh, as of the weekend, I think it was on New Year's Day, that in fact, the HIMARS that were provided to Ukraine uh, from the United States, in fact, did hit a Russian uh, base there in Donbass that killed, uh, they're stating 63 Russians, of course, the propaganda is that there were several hundred killed. 400! <laughs> the Ukrainians were quick to... Quick to talk about 400 Russians being killed. <laughs> but regardless, I think the overall uh, picture of this that's being painted is coming to the realization here real quick that it's um, it's an understatement for, for Russia to continue with the, the narrative that they're in direct conflict with uh, with with Ukraine. Right. And I think for the people of, of Russia, I think they have to start turning their posture a little bit more towards direct um conflict not not that they want it but i think at this point it can't be avoided into what's what's happening in 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 reality v they're in ukraine yeah they they really are and uh it, it is uh the nato war i mean nato provided or in this case the uh, uncle schmuel uh uncle schmuck provided the uh telemetry the the telemetry for the high Mars attack against that depot. And, you know, war, things happen. Nobody's an invincible military. It doesn't exist. Mistakes are made. And so the Russians got hit. The response was incredible. Did you? I'm trying to pull up video of the missile strike. And I'm, if someone has it in the chat, I, throw, it, throw I, the link I, up if you can. Um, I, I, have I do great, not have it. I kept I have, looking. Um, oh, I have the video, go. man. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm just trying to, like... Uh, Figure out a way to share it. It's in my Telegram, and I'm just trying to figure out a way to just forward it to myself real quick. But I and and again, I think this is some of the. Oh, here we go. I found it. Okay, some of the statements that's been made, uh, not only from from Lavrov and in recent interviews, uh, but now also uh, with Putin uh, changing the uh, language into more of 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 a fact that this is a is is a war. Uh, The fact that this. It, you know, it, it puts with what's happening with not only the funding, but with the weapons, it puts Russia direct in conflict with not only NATO, but directly with the United States. Yep. And and now with 63 uh, potential Russian troops being killed, uh, this is this is a direct responsibility of the United States. Yeah. And that's how uh, Uncle Schmuck is. I mean, you got politicians. And here's the thing. There was a great interview on uh, the left lens with Danny Haifung. He had uh, Pepe Escobar on. And Pepe made a great point. The United States, the West, is stuck in war, 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 war. Diplomacy does not exist in the West. They don't know how, and they don't. They haven't known how, especially in the last, you know, thirty, you know, the last twenty some odd years, thirty some odd years. They've, you know, completely have no concept of diplomacy. Right? You have, and this is one of the things that we highlight here all the time. Western politicians are some of the most stupidest, idiotic morons you could ever hope for, okay? If you are living in a Western country, there is a 99.999999% chance, which coincidentally coincidentally is also the survival rate 
for the virus that was going around on 2020, right? But anyway, I digress. You have a 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
de notre équipe, donc ce qu'a vécu euh, Paul en accompagnement de notre équipe, donc ce qu'a vécu euh, Paul en accompagnement. That was the sound. Donc, I, I, I think, uh, I think, Monsieur Lemieux, he has uh, pooped himself a little bit in his pants, no? Maybe a little bit of poopy has escaped in his panties, no? <laughs> Monsieur Lumiere, he was absolutely devastated. It was incredible. Now, I don't know if that was Mr. Esconder or if it was Mr. Caliber or Mr. Kinzel or, or, Mr. or Mr. Caliber. That, that, that did. I, I don't know which, which one of the missiles did it. But isn't Russia out of missiles, CJ? Yeah, they're out. They they, they ran out last week. Oh, and... oh, last that's right. Six months ago, they ran out. Oh yeah, and they also ran out of ammo. Out of but ammo, you know, out of troops. You know who's running out of ammo and missiles, and high Mars, and is right now begging the Ukrainians, please stop depleting all the high Mars. <laughs> you know who's running out of ammo? We are. <laughs> Why? Because we're an industrial power, CJ. Did you know? You figure with all the trash and recyclables we export to the rest of the world that we'd have some sort of uh, industrial production. The West is learning, little by little, the population, not the politicians, but the populations of the Western countries are starting to realize that they've been living in a concocted bullshit lie fabricated by, by fanatical morons. And they're starting to realize that their countries have no industrial production. They're starting to realize in generals, and this is one of the things I, I agree with Pepe Escobar on, are, the only thing stopping this whole entire thing are the military men who are actually military men with actual military experience in the United States, the officers class, colonels, and the generals, specifically in the Pentagon and the DOD, that understand that if we go to war, we are smoked. That understand that our 1973 developed Minuteman 1 and Minuteman 2 and Minuteman 3. And they understand that our Trident 1, Trident 2, and Trident 3 missiles that were also developed in the early 70s will, be, <laughs> will stand no chance. And they know for certain that the majority, that's what I said, if, if 20% of our nuclear arsenal is functioning that I would be surprised. I would be surprised. I've been told this. We know that we're going to get smoked. Why? And the Western populations understand that, hey, man, maybe we can't win this war. And you got Klaus Schwab going all over the place. The world you used to live in is gone. We will live in a new world. And it is a world we will love. I'm, I'm messing up on my Klaus Schwab impersonation. But you get the you get the picture. The fantasy is over. Little by little, is coming apart, and I love it. And see, what's Lavrov's response to this, man? Well, Lavrov, I don't have the actual interview <clears throat> brought up. Let me scroll through this just to confirm. All right, Russia already at war with the U.S. Collective West. Yeah, yeah. This one, I mean yeah. they they're pretty much now changing. You know, because at first they were very hesitant, right? That you know, several months ago they're hesitant about calling it. You know truly what it is, but now uh, Russian uh, Force Minister Leader Lavrov said, basically accused, said the collective West, uh, led by the U.S., of declaring war on Russia in 2014, uh, framing the Kremlin for the ongoing invasion of Ukraine as one part of a wider conflict. 
And that's what's that's what's unfolding. So I think what's you know, in in, in my opinion right now, what's happening is I think that uh, they're shoring up some of the uh, the alliances be that will need to take place for uh, some type of a, of a larger scale conflict potentially that could happen in, in Europe. Uh, it's not one that we're, we're advocating for. It's not one that I don't think Europeans want either. Uh, however, you have to remember that there's no signs at all of any type of diplomacy uh, from, from the West at all. There's no beginning, even conversation taking place other than more weapons, more, more funding. And at this point, Russia has no, no choice but to call this what it is. And, and it's, it's uh, truly it, it's, it's not helping us be because at the end of the day, as you pointed out, we're behind in weapons technology. We're, we're low on our arsenal. Uh, we are also low in our strategic oil reserves. But and we're many, high on diversity, CJ. Diversity is our strength. Yes. We will send over the United States uh, Congressional Diversity Team uh, yes. to help educate Russians on diversity and how to understand how the U.S. has evolved. Uh, you know, we're no longer a, a power player in the world, uh, but it's 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 just it's very alarming to see this. And and let's face it, they're willing at all means to wage this war to the very last Ukrainian. Uh, oh, the yeah. question is, is that when does this start impacting uh, different different uh, countries and 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 weapons flowing into different areas? So it's it's um, this is the reality that we've arrived in. So I think it's fair to say that that the United States is a direct you know war with with Russia. Yep. Yep. And, and and it's getting hotter by the minute. It's getting hotter by the minute. Okay, it's getting hot, man. It's getting real hot. And here's the thing. Um, the neocons and the neolibs that are in power in the United States that are pushing this conflict, these crazy politicians who are so out of touch with reality, they wouldn't know what reality is if, if reality snuck up behind them and gave them an atomic wedgie. They wouldn't even know what, what reality is. And these people are pushing us further and further and further into war. There's an organization in Ukraine called the uh, so the the Mothers of Soldiers Organization, something like that, right? So, something along those lines. It's, it's basically mothers and siblings and whatnot, you know, women who are looking for their men who have been missing with zero communication for months at this point. And that number has grown over to 320,000 plus. That's how we know damn near close to 400,000 plus Ukrainian soldiers are gone. They've been vaporized. Or they're so incapacitated, they're in some field hospital somewhere on their last legs. Or their last breath, excuse me, because their legs have probably gotten blown off. This is the harsh reality on the ground. And anybody who's an, ex an expert in combined arms warfare will tell you this. But there are no experts in combined arms warfare in the West because they're all lawyers, lawyers, lawyers. I mean, these are morons who live in, 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 a, in a paper mache tower thinking they live in some sort of ivory palace and that they could dictate to the world exactly what the world can do. You're going to do like these morons and Schwab shows up at the G20. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And, and the rest of was, like, Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll play lip service. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Va vaccine passwords. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh -huh. it's incredible siege. It's incredible.
it, it's it's incredible and it's very you know troubling considering the fact that if you look at people that are making the decisions there in Washington D.C., there's there's no difference, right? There's no difference upon you know the GOP or the Democrats that are signing up for this war. Right. Uh, you know, you you have people like Lindsey Graham, the, Mitch McConnell, these people that are deemed uh, GOP leadership, <clears throat> and all they've done at this point is said, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna take a look, we're gonna take a closer look at the spending that's happening right now in Ukraine. A closer look is not what's needed right now. What's needed is a total defunding of it is to, to end, you know, it's basically like taking money and flushing it down the toilet at this point. Yep. And what was the tune of the last omnibus spending? This was like a, well, close to $50 billion that was, that was poured. So that's why it, it's, it's very disheartening. That's why it's very a lack of any comfort that, you know, that the adults will ever enter into the, into the room because, you literally have both political classes in the United States signing up for this war and, and advocating for it. Absolutely. Because they live in La La Land. They live in a fantasy world where the United States is the largest, super, biggest superpower in the world. They live in a fantasy world where the United States is the largest economy in the world, so on and so forth. And anything you can do, there's no harm done. Irrespective of the fact that the U.S. leadership has lost every single war it has ever been in, it's lost it. Not even going to count World War II. We didn't win World War II, so it doesn't even matter. But we've lost every single war. And these losers who are strikeout artists are not telling you, hey, trust us. Listen, we failed in blowing up some mud huts and taking over uh, countries run by hajis. But trust us, when it comes to us fighting a war against a nuclear superpower, we'll, we'll, we'll get it right this time. And you got morons like Kevin McCarthy and people who think he's going to do the thing. What's going on over here, Siege? Well, the only reason I point this out, you know, you know, not that anymore I like talking about U.S. politics, but I think it's, very, it's a very telling sign. And, and what I mean by that is right now in Washington, D.C., we do need... Uh, people who who are elected to offices there to be very disruptive of what's happening there. We don't need people who are going to walk in and follow the line of the status quo in Washington, D.C. So literally what's happening right now is basically an inner war within the GOP who are people are pushing against Kevin McCarthy. I believe originally there were five people who were voting against him at this time, becoming the Speaker of the House. Uh, he gave some concessions, said that, look, you know, we're going to change the House rules if you're not happy with me. Then, then it only takes a handful of members to change the leadership there. But what's very telling is, is now you have some of these, these people who firmly still believe in, in unity of party, people who believe that, that we need to keep it classy, B, that we don't need this turmoil, that it's very harmful at this point you know, to create any type of turmoil within the things, that it makes us look silly. But you get people that are coming out and, and, and literally saying that. For example, that you, know, you, you have uh, Fox News that came out today. They're like... You know, the, the GOP shouldn't be doing this right now because it just so. So, again, you have your choice. You have either people like Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, who are going to walk party lines, who are going to make no difference in Washington, D.C. Or do you support people who are going to very much push against the agenda? People who are going to challenge those ideas. And that's what's happening. So I'll play just a couple of minutes of this. And it kind of explains what's what's happening right now uh, within the, the, the battle for, for uh, House of uh, Representatives leadership. Noon. Uh, they are officially going to start the next, I think, the 117th uh, U.S. Congress. And Kevin McCarthy 
it has been presumed would be, will be the next speaker. But you know, and in fact, he's already moved in. He's moved into the speaker's office and he's been working the phones, negotiating with holdouts. There are, some are saying between 14, 15 or 16 different Republicans who are saying absolutely not to Kevin McCarthy. He can only afford to lose for Republicans. So right now it looks like he will not get it on the first ballot. Yeah, there are 20, 222 Republicans that will be sworn in today. The gavel will be removed from Nancy Pelosi. Republicans, they have said over and over they're so eager to start these investigations, to look into the DOJ and the FBI, their abuse of power, allegedly. They're anxious to look at Hunter Biden and his influence with his dad, exactly the origins of COVID. But first, they have to elect a speaker and they don't have the votes. If they don't get, if he doesn't get the number of votes he needs on the first time, then there will be a second vote, which will be the first time that's ever happened in the last hundred years. So the question is, what did Kevin McCarthy do and what did he pledge not to do or to do that's ticked them off? They talk about swamp leadership. If you want a leader that actually produced over the last four years, no one has turned over more seats or it's the biggest surprise in 2020 than Kevin McCarthy. And then he has a slight margin this time. He could only use five, lose five votes and uh, four votes, and he's already lost five. So he sat down with Gates, Lauren Boebert, and Scott Perry. Uh, none of them left the meeting converted. But interesting, Congressman Don Bacon of Nebraska said Monday that a band of moderate Democrats would work with, with Republicans, would work with Democrats to elect McCarthy. They are frustrated, as are a lot of people. Think about this. You're not saying 50-50 who's going to get the 51st vote. That's controversial. Right. You're talking about you, he's 85% there. Almost everyone's yeah. there. And, he has and, more votes than anyone else. And, and, Who and, else so, do they have? Right. Why won't they, if they said, hey, listen, uh, he, won't invade, he won't do anything on the border. Uh, he, he's not doing anything with Hunter Biden. He's not going to do anything to go, we're really in spending. None of this is true. So it's almost as if they're debating things that are their egos, nothing to do with America. I'm not even talking about Republicans. Republicans are Democrats. They can't grab onto anything except for, I guess they want to get a little bit more notoriety in their lives. I guess the 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 thing that Fox fails to see is that how disruptive was the uh, the GOP House or Senate when it came to the omnibus spending bill? Oh, uh, very disruptive siege. They really <laughs> fought hard. How disruptive were they were before that with the uh, the uh, inflation bill? Well, let's fight inflation bill. So so every step of the way, there's there's nothing there. And and now, granted, it was very um, misguided. But when you looked at the uh, whenever the Democrats had their little battle, it was it was it was it didn't last that long. Uh, obviously, AOC, I can't remember their names. They 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 touted the party line. They fell in line where they should be. And so basically what's ha- happening now, we're asking the GOP members to do the same thing. And my my argument is this, is that it, it, things shouldn't be just because it's the the way things ha- have been for years. That's what's gotten us into this trouble to begin with is that we just continue to do the same things time and time again, that we should tout party lines. This person's been appointed. They've been ordained to be the next speaker. If, if people that are going into the house of representatives have a problem with it, then they should wage this out. They should, there should be a war on what's going to happen and what's going to take place. So this is very healthy to me versus just saying that, that we shouldn't be doing this because we need to be aligned on these things going forward. No, no, we don't have to be aligned on those things. We should, we should openly debate those things and let conversation move forward so that we could understand. And, and in my opinion, I don't think McCarthy is a big disruptor to the 
legacy class of the of the Democrats and Republicans, even if he does promise investigations, it's not going to yield any results, right? right? Exactly. Congress doesn't have the ability to prosecute everyone. We should we should know that from the the Hillary Gate to everything else that we've been exposed. So so again, why this is kind of tied into this show is just directly that with regarding Ukraine. Republicans and Democrats are signed up for the war. There's there's nothing going to change. And that's very uh, uncomfortable to know that in the in the event that we are facing an escalation, oh, potentially global, that both of them are, both parties would probably line up for more weapons and more money. V. Yeah, that, that that's the thing that we all need to watch. If these morons are continuing to push us further and further into war, it's a scenario. And look, these lawyers, a.k.a. liars, these liars and these psychopaths who are absolutely insane and and completely deluded, they would want something to blame the collapse of the economy on because we know the economy is running on fumes at this point. Okay? Every major metric is, I swear to God, it's terrible. Right? If the Fed stopped printing tomorrow, like if the Fed ordered the Treasury to stop printing tomorrow, if we stop printing tomorrow, man, that's it. Game's over. So the entire economy, your real estate market, your equities market, your bond market, your your every market and every metric you could even imagine is all dependent upon central bank manipulations. When every, when every aspect of your economy is from lending and credit and this that and the other from banking to um you know, liquidity to, to money velocity to all of that, all of it, residential real estate, commercial real estate, corporate uh, bond, you know, uh, corporate notes, uh, you know, uh, corporate paper, excuse me. All of this is dependent, all of it, dependent on central bank manipulations. My friend, you don't have an economy. You don't have an economy. I mean, picture, if you will, a world where the United States did not have power over swift power over the world bank power over the imf and and every single wire bank wire that travels across swift has to be also validated by the fed wire if they didn't have that power and the united states was just some run-of-the-mill country with the same type of economic data and the same type of economic malaise and we're operating like that if another country an outside power were to sanction us the way we sanctioned russia we would implode overnight. Do you understand that? Like, if we were sanctioned in exactly the same way that we sanctioned Russia, we would collapse overnight. The credit markets would seize up. The needed right this minute inventory chain would collapse. Lending would cease. The entire engine of the economy of the United States, which is debt-dependent, will come to a freezing halt. We cannot survive that. Why? Because we are not, we don't have a physical economy. We have a speculative economy, and we're not an industrial powerhouse. It's incredible. Bubbles everywhere, man, even in the energy markets. We all know U.S. crude is bullshit. We all know that. Yeah, the, the turmoil is everywhere. <clears throat> the, the the fraud we joke on text strings back and forth that if you're if you're not committing any crime, you're not robbing or stealing, then you're doing something wrong in the United States. <laughs> That's what I'm you're saying. Doing... I mean, seriously, bro. 
<clears throat> but one thing's for sure, you know, you, you called this out in regards to the uh, the turmoil still that exists in the uh, cryptocurrency market. Oh my and, god, that and, I, that 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 vegan with tits, Sam scam bankman fraud. He, I said it before, I'll say it again. That man is a suicide bomber on purpose. He has to be, whether he knew it or not. Like you know, when these suicide bombers are are like when you join a terrorist organization, which is you know typically either run by the CIA, some sort of Western intelligence agency like CIA, Mossad, MI five, whatever. Right? They radicalize you, so they got to find a willing idiot and a patsy. Well, they got the vegan with tits, Sam Bankman Fried, and he's the suicide bomber who was driving the truck laden with explosives into the crypto industry, and he's blown it up, Siege. Blown it up. G- Genesis is dead meat, bro, but go ahead. Bring this up. Yeah, no, so, you know, and, and you know, this has been all over the uh, the Twitter space here lately. Is You know, they were like, hey, you know, you thought that the turmoil was over in the crypto markets. Well, it's not. Uh, so now we have this out where one of the Winklevoss uh, twins uh, who is associated with uh, with Genesis now is is directly calling out V, directly calling out uh, in regards to their uh, affiliation with DCG, the Digital Currency Group. Yep. Uh, they they estimate I can't remember what the tune is in terms of, of millions, if not billions of dollars. And apparently behind the scenes, what's happening now, the reason why this has become so public was that they were trying to resolve this matter uh, for the last 30 to 60 days. Uh, and this this was a directly result where uh, he gave up efforts. You know, so he has basically a- accused DCG uh, CEO Barry Silbert of bad face t- uh, stall tactics and asked him to commit to resolving the $900 million worth of disputed customer assets by January the 8th. Uh, Gemini has a crypto lending product called Earn in partnership with DC, DCG's crypto firm uh, Genesis. Uh, Genesis halted customers' withdrawals in November following the collapse of a major crypto exchange, FTX. Winkaval said that Genesis owed more than $900 million to some 340,000 Earn investors and that he had been trying to reach a consensual resolution with Silbert for the past six weeks. However, it is now becoming clear that you've been engaging in bad faith stall tactics. Winklevoss wrote an open letter to Silver. So this is being played out in real time on on Twitter. Here is the uh, the open letter uh, that he wrote uh, to Barry Silbert. And they've been playing this back and forth. Uh, so he wrote this open letter basically stating, hey, look, you know, you've you know, since basically the last six weeks, stall tactics trying to resolve this, you know, you agreed to meet behind closed doors uh, with investors, with myself, so that we could work out a gentleman's agreement on how to resolve this issue. You continue not to do that. You continue to kick down the can in the road. So that's why I'm opening up this public letter and I'm putting it out there to let people know what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, So in this series of tweets, uh, Barry Silver responded, DCG did not borrow $1.675 billion from Genesis. DCG has never missed an interest payment to Genesis and is current on all loans outstanding. Next loan maturity is May 2023. DCG delivered to Genesis and your advisors a proposal on December 29th that has yet to, re- yet to receive any response. Uh, the Winklevoss twin Cameron responded, there you go again. Stop trying to pretend that you and DCG are innocent bystander and that you had anything to do with creating this mess. It's completely disingenuous. So how does DCG owe Genesis $1.675 billion if it didn't borrow the money? Oh, right, that promissory note. So, again, this is just continuing on. Um, obviously, this will probably end up in, in, in the courts, but it just makes you wonder about any type of insolvency that may be happening in terms of the liquidity of DCG um, and some of their their affiliations be. Yeah, the 
I'll tell you right now, man. The reason why this is occurring, the reason why in total the actual number will be about 1.675 billion, right? The reason why none of that is being resolved is because Genesis doesn't have the money. Genesis lost a great deal of money um, with FTX. They've lost in various other back-end bets. And most importantly, a lot of their trading programs bit the bullet when the market imploded. Okay? So they are in the red. They're in the hole. They don't have it. They're trying to recoup. They're doing everything. This is a stall tactic. And it's putting heat on on, on Gemini. Don't, now, don't think Gemini is innocent. They don't have any money either. Think of a Ponzi scheme. Now, the Ponzi scheme is over. And the guys at the top of the Ponzi scheme who were promoting it and who was part of it and this, that, and the other, now there's a mad dash to, hey, man, uh, who's going to get paid? Nobody's getting paid. Because the main promoters of the scheme, like Genesis and DCG Group, which also owns Grayscale, they're all affected. When I say that these guys, that's SBF, was the suicide bomber that detonated the crypto market. What I mean by now, right now is this. What I mean by that is this. The, the feds are looking at everything. Okay? I know liquidity providers who are, whose wallets are now, right, right now being looked at. Their exchanges are being looked at. There's a lot of activity going on. Everybody's real skittish right now. Everybody's everybody's sphincter is clenched right now. Everybody's clenching their butts right now. Because we all know on this broadcast that if you think that a bunch of 20-year-olds ran the most, the largest Ponzi scheme ever in the history of Ponzi schemes, and they did it all by themselves, I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. We all know the real origins of of FTX. So, the, again, this is the Hegelian dialectic at work. Okay? This is the equivalent of me and CJ owning a, uh, a, a, the only car windshield repair shop in the neighborhood in, in town. And CJ and I hire a goon to go around breaking everybody's window, and they all got to come to us for fixing it's the same thing. The feds created FTX. There's there, there's there's dirty intelligence money, okay, that that is part of the creation of FTX. And now they knew the damage that was going to be done. Why? Because the goal is to vertically integrate the crypto market. The goal is to gain more control of the crypto market. And now all of a sudden, the Fed is coming in after they've imploded, after they destroyed it. Now they're coming in with more regulation, more regulation. Oh, by the way, we need to look at every single wallet that's out there. Oh, yeah, by the way, we need to start a program where we KYC every wallet. Oh, by the way, we need to look at DeFi. Oh, by the way, we need to uh, look at these banking relations, all these crypto-friendly banks. Can't begin to tell you like how many accounts have to be moved and this, that, and the other, all the, the delays. And, and look, on my end, with, with our business, what we're doing, everything's great. It just stalled everything. There's no loss. It just stalled because 
you know, if you're moving and you're doing trade settlement, you have no bank. How are you going to settle your trade? Because now the banks are super skittish. They're like, what? FTX? Oh. It's a big problem, man. This is a big problem. And all of us are trying to figure our way out of it because we know that there's a price pump coming for BTC. It's from, you know, it's right around the corner. But they've made it so incredibly difficult, Siege. And and yeah. I think we're gonna see more and more exchanges. A lot of the smaller players, a lot of the medium sized players, and even a few big players are about to go under. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and, and and again, you know, one could argue it's not directly tied just exclusively to the crypto market. I mean, some of the efforts that's taken place. I know that Velison is the one that's kind of laughable in regards to uh, Black's uh, BlackRock's effort uh, in Ukraine, right? With uh, mm-hmm. developing a reconstruction fund, basically, you know, BlackRock wants their portion of of U.S. tax taxpayers' money. It basically boils down to it's just of course. The, 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 and think about it. BlackRock cannot build anything. They don't build phys- – they're not experts at, at developing anything, okay? This is a money laundering fund. This is similar to what Goldman ran in Malaysia with 1MBF, okay? Or 1MD, right? It's the same scheme. It's – I mean, my God. Here is Ukraine being pummeled and pulverized. Kiev might not be around in the next few weeks or months. And immediately, Crack Rock, Crack Rock is over there talking about oh, a reconstruction fund. We know how these reconstruction things, the, the, the West, they're, they're experts of reconstruction. They can reconstruct money laundering 10 different ways from Sunday. And these yep. poor people in Ukraine, not only are they being killed, not only are they being maimed, not only are their lives being destroyed, these poor people in Ukraine are now got to deal with crack rock and the vulture capitalists from the U.S. and the U.K. Wonderful. Sick, man. It's absolutely sick. It, it, it is. I mean, and that, that liquidity problem that's happening, uh, you know, globally is it's it's not it's not going anywhere. Um, so so what do they do? They continue to infuse more debt. Uh, into the markets, and um, they'll, they'll, they'll be uh, buyers. They can buy their own debt, which is just going to shore up but the expansion that they they need to have to keep this this fallacy that the stock market's doing great, that the economy's great, that there's nothing to worry about here, folks. Just keep keep going. Even though, v, even though the Fed just hit a record uh, repo, um, I think it was like tune of uh, almost $2.5 trillion oh, that yeah. the Fed reverse repo facility hits, which I believe was a new record. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's economic growth. See, don't yes. you feel the growth? Don't you feel it, man? That's a, Just, you know, breathe all that economic growth in, see. That's real productivity. <laughs> Yo, this is scary, man. Like, I, I, I look at, like, hard numbers. I look at, like, real economic stuff and you know, when you start looking at like, you know, especially when you study what economics is supposed to be about, having a physical economy and how important that is, understand that the wealth of a nation is created on the factory floor. And all we do is create more and more speculative, imaginary fantasy paper. Yep. And say it's worth something. Now trade it. It's the most insane thing in the world, man. Crazy. Madness. Unbelievable. Uh, what else do we have on the radar, Siege? 
That's all I have for today, bro. Uh, Eric will be on tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I believe that's that's all I have. So go for it. Absolutely. And with that being said, a cowboy with a great, great. Uh, um, the tumors also yeah. too, is growth. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what we have. It's growth. It's growth. We, we, You know, these idiots, that omnibus bill that was passed one point seven trillion dollars, right? That was counted as government. That was counted as GDP growth. Did you do you realize that? Well, that's awesome. Yeah, all those projects are going to get funded now. That's that's oh, terrific. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, look at that. Brandon, thank you. Also, Jim Buddy works at PIMCO. Oh, wow. PIMCO's headquarters. And I told him BlackRock was going down. He was skeptical at first, but now wonders how I knew. <laughs> thank you, Brandon. <laughs> thank you. Folks, keep it locked right here. The original, the OG geo, geopolit yeah, geopolitical, geostrategic, geoeconomic news show on the internet, on YouTube, roguenews.com. And with that being said, El Cuco, take it away. We'll be back tomorrow with Cuss with Gus. And remember, Gus is not YouTube friendly. So if you want to see Cuss with Gus, you got to get over to the Twitch. The links are in the description box, you know, twitch.com forward slash roguenews. I'll get over there. So Gus going to be there tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. And then at 1 p.m. we have the incomparable Matthew Aradon. So get ready for that. With that being said, CJ, take it away, brother.